Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Glad to be joined by Brad Choate from the newsroom and Drew Young, our producer. Spitballing things, I guess. Uh, I mean, yeah. it's, uh, you know, unfortunately, the, the news this morning is that there's another mass shooting. This one in Texas with eight people dead, children among them. CBS is going to have more on this at the top of the hour, but it's just, man, I don't even know what to say at this point. Um, last night, City SC, they played 50 minutes, but there were storms in Dallas, and the game is postponed. Drew, do you know when it's going to be restarted? So I don't think they announced the rescheduled date. Uh, I don't know if you heard anything about that, Brad, um, but it was pretty interesting last night just, like, watching the game. And then all of a sudden, tornadoes, lightning, and then it's like, well, we'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs> well, a few weeks ago, they, we had that in St. Louis with tornado warning. And mm-hmm. I actually had tickets to that game, and I could not wait it out. They ended up playing the rest of the game, yep. you know, but I could not wait it out. So I flushed a lot of money down the toilet on that yeah. one. One of my buddies last night I was watching and and we were texting back and forth and he said, I said, man, look at how sweaty the players are. I guess it was really humid down there last night. He goes, oh yeah, and a storm's brewing. He goes, we might have trouble later on. And and and, you know, as soon as they started going out and I said, well, I'm heading to bed. I said, I'm not going to wait this out. And he said, I hope we actually play tonight. So he knew that there was storms in that area and they'd probably would, you know, if they could get people away from the stadium safely, if there was a window, they would do that. Yeah, I mean... Nothing to mess with Dallas, Texas storms. I think the rule is if it gets delayed past, what is it, like 12, then they just postpone the game. So they figured that would happen, so they just ended it. Yeah. Well, the Kentucky Derby was yesterday. It's one of my favorite sporting (laughs) events since I covered it as a journalist for many years. And, Brad, as you well know, I did pick Mage last week. I can verify. However. I have to give myself a demerit because this is and, – and just like we can talk about the Cardinals and psychology because when you're betting a horse race like this, uh, you can get in your own head a little bit too much. And I did back off my pick a little bit. I let other people's opinions drift in. I still ended up hitting the trifecta of the Kentucky Derby the day after I hit the trifecta of the Kentucky Oaks. That's never happened. That's a bucket list item for me. I am like gloating this morning, but I have to I have to give myself a demerit. I got to back off it of it a little bit because I didn't go all in on the horse that I said was going to win, Mage. So, I still ended up doing very well, but Yeah, you did. Dang That's it. awesome. Yeah, but it's <laughs> it's a lesson in in your mentality about about these things. You got to stick with your own yeah. opinion. Can you talk about your process for picking uh, horses and jockeys? Yeah, so the reason I had Mage as my pick, well, I it, he wasn't originally my pick. Um, I went back through the field, and what I do is I watch replays of the previous races. And I had watched him, and he did not stand out to me, but then I watched him again. Mm-hmm. So you go through the process again, 
And then I said, wait a minute. This this horse had a lot of trouble in his last two races. He was wide in one of them, and then he got stopped in the middle of the stretch, and he was getting a new jockey. This was the key to me. And that jockey is Javier Castellano, who is one of the best jockeys of all time, but he had never won the Kentucky Derby. And so that was the narrative I told you, Brad, last week. I was like, man, he's this get- could be his year. Yes. I was thinking yes. And so yesterday I was like, I was very satisfied. He's one of the nicest guys in the world. Deserves it completely mm-hmm. to win that derby. But so, so do we change your title here at KMOX <laughs> to like racehorse analyst? Well, I mean, that's what I did for 10 years. I covered the sport and I would, you know, so I spend a lot of time going through the past performances and watching the replay. So I spent like two weeks on this one stupid race. That's mm-hmm. how I think about it because it's hours and hours and hours. And then I listen to other people's opinions. And the the trick is to not to to, to consider them mm-hmm. the other people's opinion, but not to let it overwhelm your handicapping. Talk so. about the event for me. Uh, you know, I was watching with my wife, and it looks like an elitist event, but there's also like a proletariat too, right? I mean, the pe- there are some people there that are just there to party, right? I mean, oh yeah, oh yeah. No, it is. It's not a cheap event to go to. I'll, I'll tell you that. It's a bucket list item uh, to get a ticket to get a seat. You know, it's several hundred bucks, but you can go into the infield and pay sixty dollars and and be in there. But it, these days, the infield. They also swamped that around the outer ring of the infield with the elite. <laughs> so okay. they have all these high-end seats now. So there aren't, you know, like in the infield, it's it's not what it used to be. It used to be like a bunch of porta potties and people running on top of them and drinking to yeah. excess. Yeah. I'm sure they're still drinking to excess, but you know, like uh the infield isn't the same as it used to be. Um which no. do you prefer? Oh, I, I definitely will have a seat. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm too old for that. And then talk about how the uh, the wagering works. We noticed that Ma- Mattress Mac dropped like over oh, yeah. a million right late, and that changed things oh, a little absolutely. bit? Oh, absolutely. So, yes, it's a pool, and everybody bets into the same pool. And when Mattress Mac, made, they were talking about it, every year he makes, and he's a huge horse racing guy. He owns horses, and he loves to bet the Derby. So, yeah, when he bet Angel of Empire – that horse went from nine to two to seven to two. That is like two jumps, you know? And so he, a million dollars in that pool makes a big difference. I don't know how much he bet, probably more than that, maybe. But uh, yeah, so the, the odds change all the way up to when the race starts. And it's all based on what people are betting. It's a, it, it, the system is from France. It's a, it's a system that dates back like two okay. or 300 years where the all the money goes into the same pool and the odds change depending on it's there's no it's not like Vegas where there's a house there's nobody cons- as a house it's 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 um the betters it's the people by the people that's I can't think of the name of it right now but that's it's it's betting by the people it's always fun to me too to watch the the cast that NBC assembles in their picks you know, it's yeah. just like Dale Jr. made a pick yesterday. I'm like, what he, does he know about? But he, he he's does, the though. only one that pick made. <laughs> <laughs> he was the only one on that whole NBC telecast <laughs> to pick the winner. So, hey. Right. Yeah, I know. They Can't knock a, him. Yeah, they have an interesting cast now on, on that uh, broadcast, but they do a good job. I know a lot of those guys. Mike Mike Tarico is awesome. 
Uh, Donna Barton Brothers, who's the one that's on the horseback. I love her, too. She's great. And then you wanted to mention the Cardinals, too. What are we doing? What's? Yeah, I I don't know. I was going to ask you. <laughs> I mean, they're they're eight in a row. We Eight in a row. L- eight, losses, straight eight straight losses. Yeah. I mean, it's just, we'll talk to Joe Pot next hour, see if he has some perspective on it. I don't know that anybody knows. I mean, yeah. they're just as, as baffled as we are, the guys yeah. playing. All right, Brad, thanks so much for being here. And, Drew, it is three minutes before 7. Uh, I've got my chat with Stumac coming up in a few minutes. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.